Back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Bob. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. 58 minutes after 10 o'clock, our Miller Joy Coffee time. My pleasure to welcome back to the show, New Iberian Mayor. Pretty to court. Uh, good morning, sir. How are we good doing? Good morning. My pleasure to be here. I'm fine. Beautiful day. Um, yeah. Maybe not so much Saturday, though. And uh, you, yep. you guys, uh, in fact, the end of the city council meeting, you, you talked about, well, we might have to move it. Well, and they you, text me that they were moving it, and then they said, we're not 100% positive. Don't say anything yet. So I was all prepared to, you know, that was a day early to say it was moving. But, yeah, the association decided to move it, so we've been scrambling. You know, law enforcement, uh, they all have schedules and then they many of them do off-duty security so when you move something it's a it's a bigger task than you would think but we've got all that taken care of and uh the parade will roll i'll light the tree at six and then the parade will roll at six thirty, friday so uh excited for that uh we knew that there would be a parade we just like i said we were in limbo for a little while a couple of days but uh excited about that there you go anything else going on in and around town uh you want to share before we Rehash Tuesday night's meeting. No, just just projects, stuff happening all over. We, uh, the little neighborhood park that's going to go on Henry Street. Our public works crews, because you know I feel those guys in for. They do a lot of thanks to all of them. They do a lot of uh, extracurricular activities since I've been the mayor. They're cleaning out a building that was donated to us with money to demo it. And as soon as we get everything out of it. The asbestos people will come in and do their work so that we can, you know, maintain a safe environment. And then uh, that building bids come back on Friday to tear it down, and it's going to be a neighborhood park. So I was out there this morning. i got to go back when I finish here. But uh, that's that's a fun. It's always fun to start a new project. Uh, had some meetings at the Steamboat Pavilion yesterday. All of the drill shafts are in. That, that's the work we're seeing yes, that's, in, in that, the Bologna Plaza now. Yes, yes. So the drill shafts are in, and they're working on uh, the next big inconvenience is there are tons and tons of granular, uh, you know, crushed concrete or limestone backfill coming to lift the elevation before they pour the new slab because uh, we have to bring it up a little higher than uh, we had originally anticipated just because of the bayou and because of the, you know, the heights we need. So all of that's going on, and then they'll pour the slab, and then after that will be the metal building. But uh, that project is moving along nicely. I spent some time out there yesterday. So it's just a busy time. We have a lot of projects going, a lot of bids coming in, um, just trying to keep the ball moving and keep us uh, rolling along. Understood. So Tuesday night, um, among other things, uh, dealt with a bunch of ordinances that were up for final adoption, a couple of ARPA projects. Yeah, that's still just moving money around and uh, uh, taking our balances when a project's over and allocating it to those that need it or to, uh, you know, some additional project in the proximity when we can. So a lot of that is still our Park Elementary that we bought, so we're moving money for it. Uh, We've had, unfortunately, some vandalism after we bought the building, and that has actually continued. Uh, So we are taking steps to stop that while we continue to renovate to get it open for, you know, community use. So that's coming. But some of those ARPA things, like I said, we have to do reports quite often, and so the money has to be to a T. So as we adjust something, that's why you're constantly seeing, you know, and sometimes it's not a lot of money. It's just to make an adjustment or reallocate a balance. Gotcha. Or a change order. In fact, I, I think I was it was during that discussion, uh, apparently these vandals at some point, realized they were just uh, breaking into something aluminum, not copper. 
Yeah. And they're like, then you just stopped. I know. I know. I know. Well, I was like, you know, talk. I was shooting off. I wish that it was hot. It probably was <laughs> hot, but they only they only cut one wire. Uh, yeah, they they stole some copper that was feeding the new air conditioner systems. And so they did get away with that, and then they went in the building and tried to, I guess they thought it was copper, so they were going to cut the electrical wires and pull them off the walls. And they went to the made feed, made main feed wire because it's, you know, bigger than your thumb. I mean, it's a lot of copper. Um, well, it wasn't copper, and it is very common that those big, large wires, the feeder wire coming in is, is often aluminum, and that's fine. You know, it meets code. And so they gnawed on one of them and then realized it was aluminum and quit. But uh, could have done me a favor, but that's another story. Gotcha. Let's see. Uh, another ordinance uh, dealt with uh, Pepper Plucks maintenance forming in. I may remind uh, folks uh, you weren't able to join us last time. After Correct. After the last meeting, it was Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. But um, we didn't really talk much about this. Uh, adding some positions at the Pepper Plucks. Yes. The maintenance form was actually in our original budget, and then for some reason it got left out. So we realized, I mean, it's not like we didn't need a maintenance form. But we are finally to the point that we are trying to hire staff. So we have a maintenance foreman position open. We have a, uh, a labor, a grass cutting, maintenance, ground maintenance position coming. We have an assistance position coming. So that was the next step to be ready for that. The, the park is by no means finished. Richard and I were looking at some things yesterday, and we've probably made a, with this year's capital outlay, which is coming, We'll have made over a $5 million investment with the capital outlay that we have requested for next fiscal year. That would be another million. So, you know, we're going to be over $6 million invested to get us to a point that we can really utilize it. Um, so the big, not hold up, but the next big hurdle is, is staffing. And I have openings in many positions. You know, we're civil service. That's not, uh, that's by state law. That's not by, by my design. But uh, all those different levels and where people fit in and what they're going to make and how it compares to all the other departments with those same levels, you know, it all has to be the same. So we had meetings yesterday to uh, actually about the maintenance form and since that was voted, uh, voted on. So that's coming. We're uh, putting out um, notices for the position. We'll, we'll go out very shortly. But that is the next step is to get Richard staffed up so that he uh, – we can get open. The first thing that people will see happen, and I think it's still probably a month away, but as soon as we get, uh, we call them monitors. That's some other positions we're going to have to fill, some part-time positions where people will be there in case something happens to direct people, um, to make sure that the lights are shut down and locked and the gates are locked and everything's secure before, you know, they leave or take off after an event. So we're in the process of uh, doing some advertisements for that too. Um because the first thing that will happen when we're up and running is field rentals will start happening. So people can rent them for practices. Um, the next thing that will happen is as soon as we know that we'd be ready in the spring to host our first tournament, the new concession stand goes hot. And, uh, you know, but there's a lot of steps between here and there. The new sign is installed. Now they're trying to get power to it. So Clico should sink the pole, I would say, next week. And then we can power up the sign, and then we have to program the sign and learn how to use the sign because mm -hmm. it's a digital sign. We um, have a computer program that we've been working on for a while that is going to be shared with the park uh, to book the tournaments, to book the, the field rentals, to keep track of everything. 
So people are in the process of uh, learning that. Uh, so like I said, it's a little ways off to take a park and totally revamp it. Uh, you know, we didn't spend millions of dollars to be business as usual as it was. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a new thing. So I ask people to be a little patient, but it's coming, and it's going to be uh, good when it gets here. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Myself. A couple of uh, things dealing with street repairs, uh, one equipment uh, purchasing, and also what is crack sealing? We have some areas from the drought of the summer that some of our asphalt roads have huge cracks. If we seal them now, remember we haven't really had much maintenance. If we seal them now and do them correctly, then, then we're going to prolong those streets. So that's part of it. Uh, the other part of it is to be able to get, I have three bids, I'm waiting on one more, and I needed this, uh, you know, it takes a little while, I need this ordinance to pass. Can't spend it till it's blessed. Um, we're buying a hot patch machine, and then we got to learn how to use it. But that way we would no longer use that junk that we patch uh, streets with. So that was the last vote I needed so that I can order my, you know, put the deposit down and order my hot patch machine and then uh, release the engineer to take bids and do this crack sealing. Gotcha. Yeah. And also, and and folks are probably noticing some of the striping that's been going on. Yeah. A combination of uh, our work that is finishing the 12.5 million that we spent and the state's work. The state has been, has come in, they analyzed the situation looked at data, and figured all of our uh, biggest threats, our most dangerous intersections or areas that they felt were deficient. And so they've been running around striping. Not necessarily just state roads, though. Yeah, they kind of bled all over the place. But that's fine. I want them to do all they can. I'm not going to tell them one way or the other. They're striping, they can keep going. Then we have $200,000 allocated that uh, you heard us talk about it at the meeting, our each of our council members, as well as myself, as well as I've taken, you know, other people's suggestions, we are turning all of the possible striping in to our engineers, and they're going to be bidding out a striping project. Uh, so I, I can venture to say that between the state, what the 12.5 contractors are doing, and what we're going to do with this new striping contract, that's going to be the most striping to ever happen at once in the city um, because it has been lacking for so long. I mean, you got streets that, you know, I don't know the last time they had a stripe on. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Uh, A couple other uh, budget carryover items, uh, just uh, standard housekeeping there. Yes, sir. That's all. Gotcha. A few resolutions, um, one uh, announcing the dates of the regular meetings of the city council, keeping with the same schedule. Same schedule. Yeah, And, you know, there's always two or three conflicts of holidays. And, you know, it's either a Friday or a Monday that we're off. And so it it just kind of throws things off. And then some holidays do fall on the Tuesday, so... Yeah, just got to get that out there so everybody knows, you know, what we're doing and when we're doing it. In fact, that first meeting date in January, yeah. it's going to be the Wednesday instead right, of the right. Tuesday. Yep. Okay. Yep. I thought I heard that. Another resolution uh, dealing with the Department of Treasury Cooperative Endeavor Agreement. What is Act 397? Act 397 is my friend. <laughs> uh, no, we got, we got hundreds of thousands of dollars from the state in Act 397. So with... Some of it, we have three hundred thousand uh, dollars. Two hundred was divided uh, by my own design. Was divided to all the council members so that they could complete uh, district projects. And some of them had balances of money from the last, from the hundred thousand dollars that we gave a, uh, probably a year ago, year and a half ago. At least, yeah. at least. So now we combine those funds, and it was fun. I, 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 look, I love them all to death. I'm blessed with my second council, and they've been a great council. 
Uh, but I put them all on the spot. If you notice, I said, "Hey, let's go around. What's your project?" Because there were a few of them that were kind of, you know, I think I want to do this. I, well, Van Stone now, but we went around the table, and there are a lot of uh, equipment in various parks for exercises. They are signage. They are plaques. There's a few sidewalks. There's lighting. You know, they each went back and did their homework as they always do, and figured out what they felt their district needed. So that money's coming from this Act 397, so I'm uh, pleased with that. Uh, we also have the money to do the architecture from the swimming pool, for the new swimming pool, uh, which is going to be off of Admiral Doyle. So with that, another pot of 397 money, that gave us the money to hire the uh, architects to begin their work. So I'm excited about that because normally when they fund uh, – that part of the project, the, the engineering and the architecture, they end up funding the project. So it might take a few phases, but we'll get there. So that's where 397 is. So that was some good work by the state. All right. <laughs> uh, a couple of resolutions relating to Dustin Swear uh, stepping down. You didn't exactly say goodbye to him uh, last night or Tuesday That'll night. That'll be the next meeting. But he he kind of set it up for the next meeting. Yeah. Um, but we have to do things in the right order. So letters had to go out uh, so that we can advertise. So Dustin is moving on to the parish, um, ran unopposed and, and got in, and I'm excited about that. I think he'll step it up to the next level and, and really do some good. It's The districts overlap quite well, so he's representing a whole lot of the same people. Sure. So we had to officially act on his resignation, which he'll have one more meeting. Um, and then in the next item, we had to call for the election, and because it overlaps and it's a little more than a year, the way the state said to work it is, you're calling it a special election to fill that little gap. But the next person who is appointed on the 28th runs at the same election cycle as the rest of us. So because if you you know, know or don't know, next July, we all have to qualify. I think it's mid-July. And then we all run in uh, November. So in November. Is it October, November or November, December? I, I don't know why I thought it was November, December. I, I know one of those do yeah, uh, follow kind of the presidential correct, election. Correct. Yeah. And then, uh, we, you know, we all wait and see who qualifies against us, but whoever fills the spot for Dustin uh, will will definitely run in uh, November. Not obligated, but... Well, no, if they want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't make them. Uh, but anyway, so that it, it gets it in with the regular cycle. So next year's going to be interesting. There you go. Now, uh, explain the application process. Uh, we have an advertisement coming out. People can send their resume in. Of course, they have to live in District 6. Uh, the big check, I think, is kind of like where your homestead exemption is because if somebody would apply from somewhere else, that's what they look at. But basically, you have to be a resident of the district that you want to represent, which only makes sense. Uh, so you put in your application. You, of course, have to come to the council meeting. I'm sure the way it's going to work is you'll be able to speak at the beginning and we'll listen to all the applicants, and then we do our work and go through the process and the Council votes. When, when do you, you you mentioned uh, you think you're going to vote at the next meeting? I'm going to vote? No, I mean. Oh, no. No, no. I know the council. Yeah, it'd be on the 28th. It's a special meeting. Okay. So Dustin comes and, and has, you know, one more meeting. That's when he'll say his goodbyes. And then we have a special meeting on the 28th. Oh, Thursday and, the 28th. Yes, and okay. we only have 10 days by the charter from the time that you take the, the it's all planned out so from the time you take the resignation before the governor appoints somebody yeah because if you miss the 10 days then yeah. the governor steps in well you know that's never a good thing if the governor got to come yeah. correct your papers you know we don't want that to happen 
I was uh, surprised by this. Uh, Jimmy Landry retiring from... Uh... Hey, you and me both. Um, <laughs> last conversation that I had with uh, Mr. Landry, he said he was going to work two and a half more years. Uh, that was maybe four or five months ago. So, yeah, he decided to retire after 17 years, you know. Uh, so he'll be moving on. And uh, Matt Galata was appointed to become the department head, step outside of civil service and become the department head. So uh, Matt's been there for four years, has all the certifications. It was seamless because he knows the drill. You know, it's uh, very hard to find somebody for those positions who has the qualifications, number one. And then every community is different. So to have someone who's been boots on the ground for four years, you know, here, I think is, a, is, is great. So uh, council saw it the same way. So Jimmy's retiring or moving on, and uh, Matt will become the department head. Alrighty. And a uh, couple other resolutions, uh, extension of an agreement between RCX Sports and the city in regard to a junior NBA league yeah, season. Yeah, we did that for the first time last year, and it seemed to really be cool, and people, you know, kids turned out, and, and so it was a good thing, so we're doing it again. Yeah, and for some folks who see junior NBA, they might think, what is that, a minor league program for the uh, NBA? No, not exactly. Right, right. There you go. Let's see uh, another uh, resolution dealing with uh, West End Park expansion, but is that what we already talked yeah, about? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. We're we doing some more things there. As well as the Steamboat Pavilion issue, and uh, I'm sure a lot of folks looking forward to the Aquatic Center out at Bank Street. I think so, and, and like I said, it'll have an Armadale address. It will be entered uh, right next to the wing stop and the oil change place on Armadale. We like that because it is close to uh, hotels. It is close to restaurants. We do. We are meeting in the middle. We had a big discussion about that. It uh, the pool has to be able to hold tournaments. We have already talked to the high schools, um, so they would utilize it for practices and utilize it for tournaments. At the same time, it needs to be a community pool. So we are working and compromising all over the place to get a pool that serves a whole different amount of functions and it needs to it needs to be a community pool kids need to learn to swim there we need to be able to rent it we need to be able to host tournaments uh all of that is going to make it worthwhile and make it that we can it can be sustainable um so the combination of all of that kind of makes you do a you know meet in the middle on your design but the architects have been charged with the first thing is to meet with the schools and make sure that uh they will be able to utilize it and then i happen to have put quite a few pools in on my design build projects over the years so we know some pool contractors so i'm going to hook the architects up with the pool contractors just to make sure we get good budgets we all on the same page so that when we finish the documents and they're a little bit under the gun because that my friend the act 397 that gave us six hundred thousand dollars all that money has to be spent for july 1 so it's a little bit in high gear to get that moving um, but uh, I'm excited about it. We uh, haven't had a pool for quite a few years, and we had a lot of debate about where it would go and a whole lot of opinions, and they're still out there. But uh, I think this is a spot that is going to make it economically feasible and that everybody can get to, and all of the council, you know, agrees with this location. So, uh, And we already own the property. That's always a plus. There you go. Several uh, ordinance introductions. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, and I, I know there was some, discussion uh, in regard to the ADA, the American with Disabilities Act, and 
some things uh, that are being mandated upon you, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. some interesting options for the public. Then. Yeah, they're not. It's not a bad thing. Like I, the way I kind of, I, I kind of had to watch my wording because I didn't want people to think I don't want to do it. But we do not want to disrupt the flow of our meeting. So it's it's some interesting challenges, and I'm sure we'll get it wrong and have to redo it. But um, if a council member can prove they're handicapped and, ha- and and meet the requirements, then they can be virtual, but they don't get to vote virtually. Uh, we didn't really have all the specifics because the state doesn't allow you to do that. So, But they could be plugged in. Uh, for a citizen that requests, then we're trying to get public comment from them, and so they will be able to do that, but we have to do it in a way that it is not disruptive, and they, they can't, you can't have a live mic all the time. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you can imagine that people could really get weird with that. Okay, it could be a circus. So it could be like the, uh, uh, the forum used to be on the newspaper. You remember when it first oh, came yeah. on? It wasn't regulated. Well, imagine that, that you could see it on TV and hear it live. Okay, it would have been nuts. So... We are trying to figure out how we'll do it. You'll have to request. There'll be notification, I think, 24 hours before. And then you'll be able to send in your comment. And then it will be read at the meeting, uh, up on a monitor. And our clerk will have to, you know, communicate it, read it, uh, so that everybody knows what we're talking about. But there's not a lot of, there's no back and forth. I mean, it's not going to be this, this live thing, a live chat. Uh, but we are trying to meet all the requirements and see it's uh, going to be an audit requirement. So I've talked to other people who haven't even started on it yet. Well, we've been kicking this around behind the scenes for two months to try to figure it out and, and blow holes and all the crazy stuff that could happen. So we're still doing that. But this was the first step. So we are f- trying to flesh it out. We will have something in place so that the auditors next year can grade our papers. Uh, but I'm not sure how it's, when it's going to go live, when that kicks off. I'm also hoping I can find some other communities that maybe kick theirs off before hours and we can kind of, you know, see how they get the bugs out of it. But that's what it is. It's a requirement. It's not a bad thing. We, we just got to figure it out. All right. Uh, another item, uh, again, introduction of an ordinance in regard to uh, uh, recognizing some New Orleans Jazz and Heritage uh, grant money. Yeah, that money goes to Bunk Johnson every year uh, that okay. we get it. And so that helps fund uh, the efforts that the Bunk Johnson Association does in honor of Bunk Johnson, who lived here, who was a very famous early pioneer of jazz. So uh, always good to see that. Uh, we actually are talking behind the scenes about doing some more things to honor Bunk Johnson and to keep that legacy alive because people come from around the country to, you know, he, he has a grave that's not marked very well in St. Peter's, I mean, in St. Edward Cemetery. It's, it's, you know, there's a movement to get a real, you know, monument there. Uh, there's always talk about doing some kind of memorial for him, you know, somewhere in town. So uh, I had a conversation, just coincidence. I think it's because this was on the agenda uh, with someone about that this morning. So mm. we're kind of working behind the scenes. I was very involved in the first few and, and a couple of them since then. But with the Bunk Johnson Festival, as a private citizen, I designed in poor Cliff, crammed it down the city's throat. And Cliff asked me not to do it, that it was half-baked. And it was half-baked, okay? As the guy who's the mayor many, many years later, it was a half-baked adventure. But my construction crew, along with a whole lot of citizens and a whole lot of big bar and probably stolen materials, built a park Mm -hmm. on Hopkins Street, if you remember. And it was a lot of fun. 
it didn't get the adoption or the care that it should over the years. And, and it wasn't on city property. Another lesson that I'm, you, yeah. everything I do is on city property. So it, it ended up not working to the, to the best advantage for the community in the long run, but the concept is still a very valid one. So uh, anyway, uh, I, I hope to see more work done in that direction. Saw a documentary on PBS last night, uh, a little bit about the history of the state and, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jay Darden had written a book uh, right. in regard to the state and something not Mississippi. but mm-hmm. And uh, they were talking about some of the early days of jazz. And unless I missed it, they didn't reference Bunk. That's and I a, was disappointed. Yeah, that's know. amazing. But I, I may have missed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't huh. Okay, well, that's anyway. why we got to get him out there. There, there you go. Uh, let's see, and obviously you talk quite a bit about um, Clico, uh, Clico. The franchise. What, what, what <laughs> you talking about, man? <laughs> no. <laughs> these these uh, traffic, not traffic cameras, but really crime cameras is what they're yeah. going to be focused on. Yeah, and that morphed into a very long, open conversation that I love. I mean, I get people leaning in my ear, uh, you know, this is germane to the issue or, you know, this is uh, off topic or whatever. But I let my counsel and myself flesh out things. And I think that that's government at work. I really do. So you might as well let it happen where it belongs, which is in the public. That's that's where we are. So, yes, we had another long discussion. This is the money that we received from Clico. You know, franchise agreement's done, check's good, check's in the bank. This is to move the money to the police department so that they can begin their work on the crime camera system and the additional LED lighting. So that led to a very big conversation about the crime cameras and the system, which is all good stuff. So that ended up going very well. Everybody voted for it. Um, we have one more meeting, and then we're already taking bids. We're already setting up infrastructure um, and looking at uh, locations, and all that's going to be up to the police department. They, it is all stat-driven, and they are looking at and analyzing where they will do the best to fight crime because that's what they're for. Uh, at the same time, we are looking at a few cameras to make sure that we have – you can't invite, fi- invite 15,000 people to come to the Gumbo Cook-Off or 10,000 people to come to the Sugar Cane Festival or 800 people or 700 people to be at a gym or at the Masonic on Ann or in the West End Park. You, you, you have to think about, I'm inviting people to come. We're trying to be more tourist-oriented. Uh, if you look at the crimes, unfortunately, in those same areas, in some instances, you know, we've had crime. So a few of the cameras will be crowd control because we're going to need them. The m- major majority of them are crime stat driven. And, and when you say crowd control, they're, they'll be mobile. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. one, maybe two. We're trying to get two, but we know we're going to have one mobile unit that we can pop up when we have a fair or a festival. I think that's very important. Uh, and it's important for people to see, you know, hey, the cops are, are you know, vigilant and visible and looking at you. Um, but it's all, for the most part, like I said, crime stat driven. There'll be 25 LPRs. Those are license plate readers. Uh, that's key because when you do have a crime incident, you know, you put it in all of your paths of travel and you'll know who's coming and going uh, and, and need to catch somebody. You'll, you'll be able to identify that vehicle, which, you know multitude of times i know they're stolen vehicles and they can switch license plates and blah 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 but those those readers are wonderful um, and they also help track you so that you find a path of travel and then you know what cameras to go look at and our cameras are good enough that i look in the window and we can identify who it is yeah so it's more than just saying hey it's a you know it was a chevy impala whatever you know it it leads to many other things 
So we had a long discussion about that, and I'm excited. I mean, this is something I knew we needed uh, three years ago, and then two years ago I started trying to work in this direction, and then it uh, failed last year very closely, and then I got a hard head, so we did it again, but that's only because of the need. Um, uh, this was a way that we didn't have to borrow money, we didn't have to float a bond, and we saved that for you know the other things that we can't find a way to pay for. So I'm excited about it. A lot of work's coming to make this happen. Um, people are already being trained. You know, there's computer programs being purchased to deal with the amount of information. Uh, it, it's it's a big undertaking, you know, but uh, well worth doing. All right. And do you have a timeline on any of that yet? No, sir, I don't. Uh, the money will be hot, as I call it, uh, after the next meeting, and then we'll receive our bids, and then there is, you know, the six-month lag time, hopefully that it's not supply chain issues and those kind of things. So, you know, six, eight months to build the system. Uh, people have to train on the system. Uh, then the cameras go hot. Uh, and then you're dealing with this massive amount of data that you didn't have one day and you turn a system on and you have it the next. So there's going to be a learning curve for sure. But my hope is that uh, toward the end of next year, everything will be in place. And, you know, rudimentary stuff. Uh, you look at the amount of sim, SIMS cards we got to get. You look at the amount of, uh, I think, telephone poles we have to put up. Just, you know, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Then we've got to get power to them. It, it's uh, a lot of parts and pieces. But my hope is by the, you know, end of next year, end of 24, you know, our system is hot. And it needs to be. All right. Uh, Ricky Gonsalan, Mayor Pro Tem, uh, referenced uh, that he kind of observed some schools uh, with the traffic cameras there in school zones. Yes. and. He, he felt that there was some impact there. What do you see? Well, I mean, I drive every single morning, you know, we all creatures of habit, okay? I go one way in the morning to work out, go home, clean up, go the other way to go to work. So I pass through the Lewis Street school zone every day while it's hot, every day. And uh, I see normally people are blowing by me like crazy and, you know, I feel like the papa, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing and they just blow and buy me and I'm like, you know, don't what, what, what's going on here? Uh, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing brake lights. I'm seeing people slow down. I'm seeing cars, you know, that are now at the pace that I'm at. And look, I'm human. I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, distracted like anybody else. It's going to happen. But I see, uh, Ricky said the same thing. And then the other council members kind of chimed in on, uh, I probably go down Jefferson Terrace a couple of days a week on my, my run to Chick-fil-A, okay? Uh, so I, I saw that this morning. I see people slowing down in the school zones that were not. Uh, I also see a whole lot of people, you know, I had one company call me, and the guy says, dude, what I do? I got 15 letters. I said, 15 letters? Well, the guy has a whole bunch of crews. Now, it was the warning time, so his guys were just rolling all over town like they always do. And, I mean, this one company racked up 15 letters. So, you know, every one of their trucks must have blown through. Or a couple, you know, a guy could have been on hot calls all day, and so he rolled through two or three in a mm. day. You know, you don't know. Uh, so it's waking people up. People are finally understanding. Now, you know, the naysayers try to tell me that kids don't walk to school anymore, but when you look in the morning on Lewis, when you look in the morning going to senior high, I sure see a whole lot of kids coming out of those apartments, you know, and walking. Uh, the other point is, it doesn't matter. We're congregating all of our kids, our best and brightest, and our future, and everybody's kids are on school buses and cars 
and some of them, if it's a high school, driving themselves as new drivers, many instances. So they're all, where are they going? They're going to this concentrated area. What is the big deal about slowing down in a school zone? Yeah. I, I don't understand, but I read all the comments on Facebook, and, you know, you have people just trying anything they can to, to knock it. Um, but it is the most effective way to slow down, you know, the, that, that traffic in a school zone. Um, so... I think that people will get used to it. It's an adjustment, but I think people will go back to, you know, slowing down school zones. Um, and that's all we're trying to do. Gotcha. Speaking of uh, traffic, accident this morning uh, shut down part of the frontage road. Yes. Was that in the city? Uh, yes. Fr- oh, okay. Because yes. the description made it. I, I thought maybe that was outside the no, city. No, it was in the city. Uh, there, There is a loss of life. I don't really have all the details. And, I mean, I couldn't put them out anyway. But, uh, yeah, tragic. Yeah. Tragic. But utilize the app. That's the notification I got, and mm-hmm. encourage folks to uh, utilize yep. the city's app. Yep, I agree. All right, anything else you want to bring about before we let you go? No, I think that's it. It's, uh, you know, trying to wind down a year and just uh, busy trying to cram a bunch of stuff through before the first. But uh, our, our big dilemma was November because that's when the new budget hits. So we're, uh, no, just busy, but it's a, it's a good time, good time of year. Holiday is always fun. Come out for the parade uh, tomorrow night. Uh, should should really be a good turnout. The weather's going to cooperate. There's events this weekend. I know people have been shuffling if some things are going to be Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but there's events. Um, the Advent calendar, which is something new, has been a lot of fun. Uh, people are showing up. I think that's catching on. My feed on Facebook is starting to show a lot more of those. You know, that's a whole 21-day uh, group of events. So that's that's moving along well. You know, we're just blessed to have people in our community that uh, want to give back. And, you know, we got a lot of new things happening. Uh, so I just say take advantage of it. But Absolutely. other than that, all good. All right. Uh, I think we'll see you one more time before Christmas. So that you will. We'll, that we'll you save will. that and uh, look forward to the next time, sir. Thank you.